do. Welcome in, everyone, and thank you for listening to the 251st ever episode of the Missouri Sports Podcast. Brought to you by 106 Apparel and recording from the MSP studio in beautiful Springfield, Missouri, I'm one of your hosts, Cameron Albert, alongside my good friend and fellow Mizzou fan, Kyle DeVries. How are you doing today, Kyle? Doing great, Cameron. How about you? Oh, not too bad. Uh, had to break out the, the dentist shirt. That looks nice. For this episode. We'll talk about why in a little bit, in just a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, you're a talented guy over here. You're just really holding it down. You're you got the whole soundboard over there, trying to just do the intro. Yeah, uh, third third tries the charm. Turns out, um, yeah, no producer Cameron this week. He's on vacation, so we're just like uh, staggering all our vacations so that we can hopefully keep doing the podcast all summer long. Um, we really appreciate him now after. Yeah, after what I just witnessed, it's <laughs> it's a tough job to be the producer. Now we were supposed to be on the same page here that you know we had no trouble while he was gone, and uh, now he's going to know that he's actually important to yeah. this uh, whole operation here. Yes, we we miss you, producer Cameron. Uh, yeah. So hopefully I don't mess anything up too bad. If the sound is off or something, uh, don't blame me. Blame Cameron for going on vacation. Um. What all are we talking about this week? Mizzou got a basketball commit, hence the shirt. And, of course, we need to catch up on the football recruiting weekend that happened. We talked uh, we talked a lot about that last week in a little bit of a preview. Talked a lot about some of the names to keep track of. And we have some updates on some of those guys. And, um, yeah, so... We'll jump into that. Before we do, don't forget to subscribe on YouTube, leave us a review wherever you listen to us, and of course, you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Missouri Sports Pod. Oh, last week was the NBA draft, and um, we didn't get to see where Kobe Brown went before we signed off, so now we can say happily, with the last pick of the first round, the Clippers selected Kobe Brown, so 30th overall first rounder. Mizzou basketball had a first-round draft pick in the NBA. Yeah, that makes me really happy. Uh, happy for Kobe, especially, of course, and, and happy for Mizzou basketball and and kind of the the way the the program seems to be going right now. And obviously, Dennis Gates has got to be a happy guy too. Just kind of seeing the success of his plan kind of working out, being able to to use that in recruiting, and obviously just uh, knowing that uh, his player is destined for a pretty impressive future here yeah and you could say you know looking at kobe brown specifically like maybe whoever the coach is last year kobe performs really well and sets himself up to be a pick in the nba draft probably that happens no matter what but the numbers the guys were putting up last year on offense definitely impacted everybody's chances to play at the next level kobe shooting so well from three and being so efficient overall on offense, that was part. That is a lot of that is due to Dennis Gates' system and the way he implemented a plan that accentuated the best uh, qualities of his team, basically. Yeah, and Kobe never goes first round without the shooting performance that he had last year. That was yeah. obviously the thing that put him over the edge. But 
you know, getting a, uh, being a first round pick is really significant. I mean, for contractually, there's um, there's definitely incentives that he wouldn't have had. Um, he's gonna he's guaranteed more money. Um, he's the leash will be a little bit longer. All of those things. He's he's gonna get a fair chance to play. Absolutely. Um, so that's it's just fantastic news. And Demoy Hodge signed um, a two way deal with the Lakers, so he will be on their summer league squad. Uh, as as we got closer to the draft. I don't think any Mizzou fans expected Hodge to get drafted, but it definitely looked like there was some buzz around him with some NBA teams getting to go try out various places. And that's pretty cool that they'll both be in L.A. together. Yeah. Yeah, we heard Kobe could be a riser kind of the day leading up to the draft, but I think even we were still a little surprised that he went as high as he did. So yeah, that's awesome. I was still thinking like maybe one of the first few picks of the, of the second round, and to see him go in the first round is awesome. Um, in other, uh, basketball news, there was some scheduling stuff that came out. Missouri will travel to Pittsburgh to play in the ACC SEC challenge. So that's kind of exciting. Yeah. Um, I was, just, we were just talking about before this a little bit about, you know, I think there's probably some, some charm to those old big 12 games. It just seemed like we were kind of playing the same teams over and over. We played Iowa state like what felt like four or five times but so i think it's kind of a refreshing change to switch to the acc sec thing um it's going to bring about some some pretty unique matchups uh i can't say well i guess going to pittsburgh is is pretty unique it's not one that's the most thrilling matchup necessarily uh but like our like arkansas gets to host duke like yeah. that's pretty cool for them and i'm a little jealous uh of that but i think that'll be kind of cool to see uh how that plays out Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm looking at some of these matchups. It does look exciting. Uh, Tennessee at North Carolina is intriguing to me. Uh, Miami at Kentucky. That's uh, going to have like NCAA tournament implications early in the season. Yeah, definitely just some matchups you pretty much never see. I mean, I can't imagine that North Carolina or Duke or uh, you know a team like that or even Pittsburgh has traveled to Mizzou Arena you know, very many times, if ever, and obviously Missouri's going on the road this this year, but I I imagine this is something that is going to be a yearly thing going forward. Yeah, I'm, I love these kind of, yeah, especially in basketball. Um, there's so many uh, storied programs in the ACC. Yeah. It's going to be fun to see the matchups over the years. Uh, Kyle, uh, one thing I wanted to mention, there's been some speculation around Mizzou basketball regarding mizzou arena specifically the seats and we have talked about on this podcast before how it sure would be nice to get a different color on those chairbacks and there's some rumblings on twitter on the internet in general that maybe some changes are headed our way i don't want to get too excited yet but if anybody that cares out there is listening to this definitely definitely change the seats to black <laughs> definitely do it yeah <laughs> yeah i mean for years we've talked about the the mustard yellow chairs in mizzou arena just look terrible and i mean the arena still looks nice it's a it's yes. a really nice arena yeah. and even with the chairs it's like it's still beautiful yeah but when you really really think about the chairs mm -hmm. they're not great and there was i believe the MIZ subreddit mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, that came out with kind of a little rendering of what it might look like if all the seats were black. 
That's oh, a no brainer. Oh my God. It looked incredible. Yeah. Have to do it's it. No brainer. Yeah. After seeing that picture, I can't. It's so imposing. Yeah. It's like so sleek. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Goes well with the court, the most update updated court. Yeah. Needs to happen. If if there's even any rumblings, like it, it has to happen now. They can't they can't go back. Yeah. Well, we're gonna do our part to hopefully uh keep the momentum <laughs> and keep it fresh on people's minds that uh yeah. you know, let, let let people know that uh changing the seats wouldn't be too bad. Um, in the biggest basketball news of the week is a commitment in the 2024 class for Dennis Gates and company, Antonio T.O. Barrett, a combo guard, 6'4 combo guard out of Edmond North High School in Oklahoma City. Um, welcome aboard. Yeah, this is awesome news to start off the 2024 class. Uh, this is a guy that Missouri's been in on for quite a while. I think they offered him almost a year ago last summer and he visited last september so it's a it's been a guy they've been putting in the work on and it's finally coming to fruition and i'm super excited about it he's six five combo guard and you mentioned yeah he goes to Ed- edmund north in oklahoma city but he is going to be transferring to link link academy in branson for this upcoming season yeah and we were talking about link academy obviously we've mentioned them before um aaron rowe is there um guard in the 2025 class that's originally from Columbia. And there's a couple other players that Missouri has offered at Link. Obviously, we know since Link's inception, not that long ago, Arkansas has been pulling players out of there left and right. And it will be nice to have a bit of a presence there for once. And But it is worth noting that he's going to play um, Barrett is going to play at Link next year for his senior season. So it's not like we're exactly pulling a guy from Link. We're uh, getting that commitment before he actually he's plays infiltrating. There. Yes. So yeah, now he's on our side. We send him <laughs> into Link and uh, do some work on getting some of these 2025 guys yeah. to consider the Tigers. Yeah, you mentioned Aaron Rowe, which is, I mean, maybe one of Missouri's biggest targets for this entire era of basketball. I mean, he's been on Missouri's radar since he was playing at, at Tolton his, you know, his freshman year. He's going to be a junior this season. So a guy that was uh, on Missouri's radar even well before Dennis Gates was at Missouri. Yeah. And he's probably going to be a five-star player by the time he graduates. And like you mentioned, he's at Link right now. Um, he and Barrett are probably going to be sharing the ball quite a bit. They're both going to be guards. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm assuming they're both going to have a huge role th- there this upcoming season. And I think they play together on Mocan. That's true. So they do have a relationship already. So that has to bode well, too. Yeah, so T.O. Barrett, um, he and his high school last year, uh, his high school team, won the 6A state title in Oklahoma. I watched a little bit of their semifinal game that was on YouTube against... Booker T. Washington, and a very close game, went into overtime. It was fun, a little highlight video of that. But he, he looks the part. I mean, he is big for a guard, but he has uh, handles the ball well. I think probably you want him playing off the ball primarily in college at this point, but he's got a pretty good-looking shot. He hasn't been shooting very well in the uh, EYBL circuit uh, in the spring, but uh, that's some tough competition there. 
Uh, it's got a pretty good looking shot from outside, able to finish at the rim through contact, make free throws. But what really excites me about him and I think why Dennis Gates and the staff have been on him so early um, is he is very much a two-way guard. He will uh, is a very pesky defender, creates turnovers, likes to run up and down the floor. So obviously the uh, prototypical guard for Dennis Gates and what he wants to do in Missouri. Uh, there was an On3 article uh, where they interviewed... Uh, T.O. Barrett, and uh, here's what he had to say about Missouri. Uh, he said, when I went to Missouri for my official visit, it just felt like home. Uh, I felt very welcomed and became comfortable with them really quickly. It felt it felt like I really fit their play style well, and I really like Coach Gates. So, yeah, that all, that all adds up. Um, he was asked about what he brings basketball-wise. He said uh, he's an all-around basketball player. I feel like I can do anything on the floor play both sides of the floor. I will guard the other team's best player and I can score the ball and make plays for others on offense. And um, if there's any knock I could find with him at this point, still, uh, you know, um, has a senior year of high school to play and he's going to be playing against some really tough competition at Link. Uh, he does everything well, but he doesn't have one particular aspect of his game that probably the aspect that he does stand out is defense and just you know creating loose uh creating a loose ball maybe he doesn't get the steal but his teammate grabs it um just kind of batting the ball around and kind of making those havoc plays on defense is what stood out to me yeah so a guy that's top 100 in the 24 7 composite rankings uh, maybe not a guy that blew up necessarily, or at least hasn't yet uh, on the recruiting scene, but Missouri had to really fight off the, the two in-state schools, at least where he uh, played his first three years of high school ball, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Uh, it sounds like a guy that Missouri just identified early because of the things you mentioned, because of the way that he really fits in with the style of play. Um, when you, you just, I don't know, you have that luxury to kind of just scan the landscape and see what kind of players, uh, you know, f just because a guy's top 100 doesn't mean he's going to be a good fit. And mm -hmm. so I, I love that they, they were on and in on him early, knew he would be a guy that, that kind of aligned with what they want to do on defense. And that excites me. Yeah. I feel like it's one thing to like identify a guy that maybe is not, not a five star, not really his recruitment hasn't blown up. And identifying that kind of guy and because he fits so well with what you're trying to do and going out and getting him, that's one thing. Doing that and they're a four-star player, that's sort of this new level of recruiting that it seems like I'm starting to just kind of relax a little bit and get used to it. I'm, I'm still a little bit uh, scared to get too used to it, uh, but... It's like, uh, you know, a four-star guard from out of state that the staff just identified, like, this is the type of guy we want in our program. They just go get him. That's just incredibly exciting to me. You know what else is nice is Dennis Gates is yet to sign a high school player outside of, like, the top 120, yeah. 150 for sure. Uh, this will be, I guess, the fourth or fifth high school player that uh, – has committed in the Dennis Gates era and they've all been four star or better. So that's a trend you like to see. 
Yeah. And that we're maybe not accustomed to seeing in the last few years, at least. Yeah. And I think, I do think that the next couple classes are probably going to be guard heavy just because we have so many guards departing the program as seniors coming up. And you really, there's no reason not to, especially, you know, when they're like six, four, six, five, you know, Barrett, he's probably can guard three positions easy most nights in college. Um, that, you know, positional flexibility from your guards is huge. And I think he can develop into, um, I, I wouldn't say at this point, I don't have him projected to be like a three and D, um, shooter necessarily, but a lockdown perimeter defender who can give you a little bit of everything on offense, you know, uh, knock down a three when you need it, get to the rim, get to the free throw line and setting up teammates. I think he's, I think he's going to be a really good player. Um, was there anything else basketball recruiting? Yeah, there was one other guy that Missouri had a, for a visit on campus this weekend, and that was Bishop Boswell. And he's kind of a similar type player. He's a top 100 guard from North Carolina. So, you know, I think that's a, a guy that Missouri probably feels pretty good about also. And, you know, we'll kind of have to be following him closely in the next few months or, or weeks even. So uh, nothing got to keep an eye on. Yeah, uh, with Boswell, he does have visits lined up to Georgetown and Wake Forest and had previously visited Xavier. From North Carolina, maybe maybe Wake Forest is the team to beat there. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, so moving on to football. We talked a lot last week about we didn't really know who all was going to be at this recruiting event. We knew some of the top names that were going to be there. And uh, it was really fun to follow that event over the weekend. Yeah, um, I was been missing that. I was a little worried, honestly. Like when we talked about it last week, I was like, is this going to be that public? Are we going to know what's going on very much at all? But luckily, yeah, the, the social media departments uh, got it going got the photo shoots out there mm -hmm. and, and the recruits were pretty vocal about it too which there wasn't was the a part there wasn't much said publicly by the recruits like going in yeah but uh during the event and after we we got a lot more clarity on, on who was there and, and how it went and what they did when they were there give us the highlights there was a couple guys that i wanted to get out of the way first uh, of guys that committed elsewhere mm. bad um, news out of the way. bad news just get out of the way a couple <laughs> of guys we did talk about last week and one of those is Gavin Hoffman, and he's you know he's an in-state tight end who is a legacy, a Mizzou legacy. I think his dad played at Missouri, so uh, is a guy that we would have liked to have. Um, but he committed to Iowa, and in some ways, if I'm gonna turn on my rational fan hat for a minute, uh, turn it on, turn it on. I'm gonna put it on, turn yep. it on. Uh, Iowa is like a NFL tight end factory, yeah. so. They just pump him out like every year. So I guess I can't uh, really blame him. Yeah. Uh, Noah Fant, um, Hawkinson, George Kittle. George Kittle, all tight ends from Iowa. Sam Laporta this past year. It's insane. It's crazy. Uh, okay. So he's gone. Um, just, you know, just forget about him. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Uh, Jeremiah Beasley is a linebacker from Michigan. We talked about him last week. He did visit Missouri this past weekend, I believe. And we said it last week. He's got an offer from Michigan. He's from Michigan. He's probably going to end up going there, and that's where he committed. So don't even worry about it. Just you know, just forget about it. 
Uh, now to the good news. That, right, was, that was all the bad news. Just get it out of the way. That yeah. was quick and easy. Absolutely. Just rip the Band-Aid right off. Uh, let's talk about James Madison. James Madison is a wide receiver from Florida, and he did not visit this past weekend, but he did a few weekends ago, and he's the guy that we talked about last week as being very vocal about Missouri on Twitter. It seems like he's already committed the way he's talking online, so... But he has a top two of Florida State and Missouri. He's going to be announcing his decision on July 4th. I don't, you know, it feels like this should be Missouri if you just, like, follow him on on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know that we can say that with certainty at this point because he is from Florida. And I think Florida State did kind of roll out the red carpet for him. I think he visited there this past weekend. So Mm -hmm. that'll be one to watch, but would be be a a pretty nice get. Yeah, there's no there's no question that Missouri takes him, right? Oh, I think they would definitely. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of a fringe uh, three four star, yeah. but uh, yeah, I mean, that was the only thing that I was like hesitant about because it sure seems like I could see it being one of those situations where a guys like all in on the school and they're like, yeah, uh, we've definitely seen that happen before yeah. too. I'm glad that's not the case. Or at least it doesn't seem like. I it. wouldn't think so. Um, you know, the only thing that maybe that could be the case. It's just because Missouri is so set at wide receiver yeah. and it's probably one of the strengths of the team like going into the season as well as kind of in some of the younger classes. But so, we already know recruits don't don't care about that. That so is 100% That's not going to be on his mind. So recruits don't know the depth chart. They don't look at it. They don't know it. It doesn't <laughs> matter because they are the best and they're going to go to the NFL and win the job. Of course. Okay, let's talk about Cameron Keys. He is also announcing his college decision on July 4th. So we're going to have a little little double hitter. Happy little, holidays. little daily double. Happy holidays, yeah. Uh, he visited this past weekend. He's a cornerback from Florida. Uh, I feel even better about uh, Cameron Keys committing to Missouri than I do James Madison. Okay. I think this I think this is uh, – I don't know if I'll say lock. I don't want to say lock at any point on this podcast after some of the – the recent misses we've had just yeah. in the last like few months of trying to make recruiting predictions, uh, but I really do feel I feel pretty good about Cameron Keys. Should we make a holiday wish? No, <laughs> I'll answer that myself. We're not doing that. <laughs> well, at some point we got to find there's some kind of luck, this mine of luck we need to find. It wasn't your birthday wish. No, that didn't work out. I think it'll find us. Okay, stay open to it. It'll find us. Okay. Yeah. All right. Don't force it. Yeah, Independence Day could be could be pretty good this year. James Madison, that name, Independence Day. That's got to be why he's all announcing together. on July yeah, 4th, definitely. right? It's all coming together. <laughs> uh, Jackson Hancock is announcing tomorrow, which will be Friday, June the 30th. Today is Thursday. Uh, he's a safety from Georgia. Um, Missouri is his only Power 5 offer. Uh, so I think there is a scenario that... He's not a take for Missouri right now. I don't know that to be true. I think that he will probably commit to Missouri tomorrow, but if he doesn't, it's probably going to be Troy or or App State. So there's a little bit of a little bit of a difference of of schools here. So it'll be interesting to see where he where he commits tomorrow. It'll it'll tell us what uh, Missouri let me, thinks let me, of them. Let me throw a school out there. Yeah, Coastal Carolina. Okay, in the mix. Uh, I've heard Coastal Carolina in the mix. So that's one to watch tomorrow. Don't know what time that's coming, but sometime on Friday. Okay, here's a big one. Brian Huff yeah. is a linebacker from Jonesboro, Arkansas. He visited this weekend. 
Uh, he almost immediately after the visit named a top four of Missouri, Arkansas, UCF, and UNLV, where Barry Odom is the coach. Mm. You know who Barry Odom is? I've heard of him. Washed up coach, I heard. Yeah. He's, <laughs> uh, he's, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. Are we like him? He used to be. Okay. Um, so this is a guy last week that I was talking about him as a prospect. Uh, he's a big linebacker. He's an athletic prospect. I like him a lot. Um, but I kind of figured that the, the two schools he'd be coming down to would be Missouri and Arkansas. And I don't want to say too. I don't want to say too many good things because you know it's tough to pull a guy out of their home state yeah. usually, unless it's the state of Missouri, apparently. <laughs> but uh, I think uh, I think things kind of change. I think the tide changed when he was on his visit this weekend. If you remember, out of if you're on Twitter, and it was pretty late at night on maybe Saturday night okay. of this visit, it was like Twitter just started blowing up mm. with like hype stuff, like. 2024 class kind of stuff like all the coaches and some of the people that are on the recruiting staff and stuff so it seemed like something pretty big happened and i i don't think it was like ryan wingo committing or something like that but it seemed like they're excited about something and if i had to make a guess i think that may have been brian huff uh committing and because it definitely seemed like some of their rhetoric between the uh, behind the tweets was like like we are Missouri kind of stuff. Mm, like okay, okay. Uh, maybe some shots at Arkansas for okay. for pulling him out of Arkansas. This is all speculation on my part. We're just but trying to read the tea leaves here. Very, very much trying to read the tea leaves. But I, I think this is a guy that is, I think he's announcing pretty soon. But I feel really good about Missouri's chances, and that would be an awesome get. Okay, so the schools involved here, uh, this, the final four schools, we've got obviously the home state Arkansas, we've got Missouri, the good guys. Barry Odom's UNLV, as you pointed out, and then uh, Gus Malzahn's UCF and the uh, defensive coach over there, uh, Gibbs, formerly of Missouri, and uh, Drink was an assistant for Malzahn at Arkansas State. Some weird ties here. Long ago. So everything's connected there. That's probably just how college football is in general, but especially here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, Yeah. Watch out, Brian Huff is you know making these making this decision with all these connections. That's got to mean something long term. Gonna let somebody down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just to let you know, twenty four seven sports. There's three crystal ball predictions. Two of them for Arkansas, but they were placed back in January. Old news. You know, new stuff has come to light. The most recent one to Mizzou from the one and only Steve Wiltfong. That's a big one. Yeah. It's like the head honcho over there, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. The director of football recruiting. That sounds like a head honcho kind yeah. of title. Yeah. Yeah. So Brian Huff, that's a name to remember. And let's hope he's a Missouri Tiger. Sure would be nice to get a four-star player on the uh, list when I click on it. From Arkansas. Oh, yeah. Even better. Mm. Give me all that. Give me all that uh, anti-Arkansas stuff. Yeah. Th- okay. So here's a question, though. Like, uh, We don't want to get too negative about his home state until he's like fully indoctrinated into mizzou culture i feel like does that make sense am i overthinking it um you know so i gotta reprogram my brain i, I usually just hate arkansas no matter uh-huh. what about it anything but they did produce this okay this young man who we hope <laughs> they, <did laughs> they produced him okay that's uh that's fine it's the best thing I'm they've sure done in a while I'm sure he's a great family yeah uh outside of that i don't know yeah okay i'm with you there 
Okay. Uh, Elias Williams is a defensive end from Florida. I think a few of these guys go to the same high school, like the Thomas St. Thomas Aquinas mm-hmm. High School. Mm-hmm. So I might be getting a little pipeline there. Okay. But he is kind of a smaller defensive end right now. I think a guy that would probably need to beef up a little bit by the time that he's playing college football, which is probably, you could say that about a lot of these guys, but a, another prospect that I like quite a bit, kind of a, a qu- quick edge player um, who could be a nice uh, addition to the, def- to the defensive line. Uh, he visited last week and I'm going to just assume it went well because visits usually do mm-hmm. talk about another defensive lineman, Cole McConathy who pretty much all these guys we know we've confirmed on Twitter and stuff that they visited this past weekend, but uh, he is a defensive end from Alabama. He has a announcement date of July 6th. That's two days after July 4th. Okay, good math. Math and checks out. he's down to Missouri and Louisville. Okay. I like our chances there. You like there. your chances there? Sure. Are you, uh, are you a Louisville guy or? Louisville. Louisville. Yeah. That, that, yeah. That's fine. Louisville. Lo- you're a Louisville? No. I'm definitely not that. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one, man. Louis- that's, that's Louisville. One of those, that's one of those where I'm not like super keen on sounding like I'm from there. You know? How would they say? How, would the, how do the locals say it? I don't know. I don't think they Lo- say Louisville. Louisville? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyways, I agree with you. I think he's going to go to Missouri. Sounds good. All right. Johan... Cardenas is a running back from Houston. He was originally a Texas Tech commit, but he did decommit from Texas Tech. He visited Vanderbilt and Missouri and has said that's his final two, at least at the at the moment. I don't think he has a commitment date at this time, but another one you got to feel good about. Mm-hmm. If it's coming down to Vanderbilt and Missouri, yeah. you got to think that we did a little better on that visit, right? Yes. Okay. Sign him up sign him up he's from also from a high school called saint thomas really yeah different uh not that different saint thomas apparently the vacation destination saint it's not like an island called saint thomas Mm. that's like where rich people go i I was about to say i must not go on enough vacations (laughs) (laughs) um okay uh nicholas rodriguez is a a linebacker a four-star linebacker from Florida, who is announcing July 3rd. Okay. So just a whole run of guys here that are announcing in the next few days. Um, don't really have an inclination on where he's going to go, but Missouri's in it. That's okay. all we know. Okay. That's all. You got to be in it. I mean, when we show up here next week, we might just have like 12 commits to talk about. I don't know. 12 is obviously just a joke, but is it? we're going to have several, I think. To talk about next week. We need to get some guys because I, I don't know how many more you have to talk about. Just one. Uh the the class rankings, I'm it's ugly. It's it's a little scary. Missouri's eighty fifth, the class of twenty twenty four right now. And that's just because we don't have any names. I mean like we got three commits. Yeah, three commits. If they if we had ten commits and they were all three stars, that would just that would jump us up. 20 spots in the ranking so it's not that concerning but if you look at like the top 25 right now they've all got double digit commits i mean arkansas sitting here with six four-star commits um mississippi state with six four-star commits and nine threes 
South Carolina with eight four-star commits out of their 13 total. They're sitting at 14th in the class of 2024. Who was it that had like 22 commits already? Um, Michigan has 24, Jeez. 15 four-star commits. Wow. Somebody's been busy. Yeah. That zero five-star though, so they don't get to crack, uh, crack the top three. Georgia, Ohio State, and Florida. What am I missing here? Uh, is Sam Pittman a guy you'd want to play football for? No. Easiest answer, easiest question to answer I've ever had in my life. I'm confused how he seems to recruit well. I guess they have other people on their staff that can recruit. Alabama sitting at 28th in 2024. Wow. Only nine commits. So, hey, I mean, we're kind of in the company of Alabama there. Yeah. <laughs> with uh, single digit commits so far. Yeah. yeah. But I agree, though. I mean, are we due or have we just been slacking? Got to be due. Refuse to believe it's slacking. We're due. This, yeah. We're gonna get we're gonna hit double digits easy uh, by the end of end July. End of July. Yeah, I agree. And it starts next week. It starts right now. Yeah, it starts um, tomorrow. Yeah, I think it does. Okay, one last guy I wanted to talk about. One last visitor, and there's probably more that we didn't talk about. I was just kind of following up on some of the guys we talked about last week. But a new player I wanted to talk about was Jude James. He is a wide receiver. I think he also plays safety uh, for Francis Howell High School. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say he's a little bit under-recruited, which in my mind is not a problem and because he's been, he's been really productive and he's got good size. So uh, he's a guy that, you know, he's going to probably take some more visits and stuff like that this summer, but I think that there's a pretty good chance that he ends up uh, playing for Mizzou. Three-star wide receiver? Yeah. Yeah. Missouri far and away his best offer so far, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let him stay under-recruited. That's what I yeah, say. Yeah, let him stay. Yeah, you never know uh, what's going to happen when they go into that senior season. Yeah. Like some guys just, you know, bloom a little late. And all it takes is like a big offer for other schools to be like, oh, hey, what's going on over here? Yeah. And that's why that's, that's how it happens sometimes. Yeah. It's like when, when just the in state school is the only Power Five offer, it's like, eh. Yeah. The other schools, the other states, is like, eh, who cares? Yeah. But uh, yeah, you start stacking those uh, Power Five offers. Uh, People start paying attention. Um, Kyle, we didn't talk about Ryan Wingo. I think I think the listeners want to know if you have any thoughts about Ryan Wingo. Um, he did pick up a crystal ball from the the man Steve Wiltfong to Texas of all places, and man, it just feels like it, this is. I'm too stressed about Ryan Wingo. <laughs> It, like you're like physically like I can see the there's yes. the anxiousness running through you. If if it's not Missouri, it's gonna be just like a heartbreaking, uh, yeah, SEC rival. One hundred percent is it's like Texas or Tennessee or Georgia, you know, Georgia, somebody like that. Yeah, there's there is no avoiding Ryan Wingo if he doesn't pick Missouri. He's gonna be uh, playing for somebody that we will run into for sure. Feels early for the crystal ball though. I feel like that's. He's not committing anytime soon. I so what kind of information could possibly warrant this type of thing? Yeah. Um, yeah. Who knows what the process is for the crystal ball stuff because they can change that at any moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I would think that there was probably not any like concrete evidence that came out for him to make that prediction. It might just be, 
kind of an educated guess. And uh, whenever he wants to pick Missouri at the last second, he'll change it to Missouri. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what true. usually happens if Missouri's going to land somebody that they don't normally that's land. That's how you keep your like correct prediction percentage at like 93%. Exactly. You that's just you just keep the keep your ear to the ground mm-hmm. and just, just hit that button right the last second. Yeah. But I don't. Yeah, there's not much to say about Ryan Wingo at this point. I think I, I think you're right. He's not going to commit anytime soon. It's probably going to be well into the fall, um, closer to signing day, would be my guess. Um, you know, it sounds. You know, he's been on, on Missouri's campus so many times. Um, but I, you know, I think that Missouri made an, an made an impression this weekend. You know, it was cool to see how much talent they had. I think it's impressive to see the, you know, how serious some of these this level of talent is, is taking Missouri and you know I think he's impressed by Luther Burden and his um, NIL stuff so Missouri's got a they're gonna have a fighting chance to the to the end they brought out the gold bricks they had the gold bricks man <laughs> I said solid gold I said gold chains I was like there's gonna be a gold prop probably metallic used in these photo shoots but I missed the mark it was gold bricks solid gold nuggets yeah is it just me or do you just want to like just kind of take a bite of it sure yeah imagine that maybe there's chocolate underneath <laughs> just make sure it's real just kind of oh yeah the fun kinda, technique okay yeah yeah i don't know why that's like a impulse of mine huh? just want to take a bite of it sure um and then uh williams no winary winary there we mm-hmm. go uh yeah i think he pretty much uh, immediately uh headed for georgia after his visit was over but you know i think that missouri distantly has a shot with both of these guys I don't know if they're going to get it either one of them. And I'm not sure that anything really changed after this past weekend, but uh, I can't say they're not trying. I won't say it. Um, one thing that I did see on Twitter that was kind of cracking me up was the the list of the um, like top 10 in the country for the uh, class of 2024. And you see Waneri there at three and Ryan Wingo there at seven. And somebody in the Mizzou Twitterverse like Photoshop the Mizzou logo next to both of those guys. Photoshop. They probably didn't use Photoshop, but <laughs> hey, we know um, what you meant. Yeah. Uh, and man, that looked nice. Two top ten in the entire class. Yeah, it did look nice, even though we knew it was fake. It, it looked nice. But unfortunately, right now, if you actually look, there's a little OU, hundred percent, next to Winery, and a little Longhorn symbol, one hundred percent, next to Ryan Wingo. So. So we know, Cameron, that you wouldn't want to play for Sam Pittman, but definitely not. Tell us about your thoughts on on Texas. Is it, would you would you want to play for Texas? Texas, Steve Sarkeesian. Uh, now, obviously, I don't have what it takes to play Division One football, uh, athletically, mindset, probably any of that. But Steve Sarkeesian is probably one of the last people I would want to play for, honestly. Uh, yeah, so he kind of like went through the whole. Uh, coaching rehab at uh i think he did real rehab and coaching rehab (laughs) uh, with nick saban at alabama and i don't know i've always kind of been interested in his career like starting out in washington then he was like the coach at usc for a year then did the alabama stuff and just right back on top he got fired from usc right yeah and just like you know one of those guys that just no doesn't really matter what news comes out about him just right on top always it's like not even yeah it's like not even rumors it's like stuff we just know is true yeah just like videos of him screaming at players and like 
random like arena personnel or something so it makes you better man builds character yeah as a, as a player yeah yeah uh, I, uh, football players are probably more used to that than i am i'm probably soft by their standards but yeah you wouldn't get it you wouldn't get it man yeah i guess uh, it's that football culture yeah the players probably you know comes with the territory to some extent but maybe maybe there's an appeal to the player's parents like hey maybe look into this guy a little bit hey behind the scenes they're really close yeah and they love each other yeah, of course. I think of Texas as basically just the poster child for, for like just that underachieving school, like no matter what happens, like they have just endless money and all resources. the resources. Like, yeah. How can you be bad for like 15 years in a row with like not even like a, a single like decent year with the uh, the access to the things that they have access to, the, yeah. the recruiting rankings that they churn in like year in and year out? Like how can you possibly be bad? It is like, uh, until last year, Tennessee. I feel like Texas is like watching what's going on in the SEC and seeing Tennessee have like top 10 recruiting classes and all these resources just squander them year after year. And they're like, hey, wait a second, that's our thing. Let us come over to the SEC. We can do that actually a little bit better than you can. Yeah, we'll one-up you there. But yeah, I mean, Texas, what, the last time they had a meaningful win was uh, beating Missouri in the uh, whatever bowl that was? The Texas Bowl. Yeah, yeah, that was that was the biggest win of the last fifteen years for Texas. The state of Texas has to like just orchestrate this like perfect situation where they get to play at home, basically, yeah. and get a win over six win Missouri, coached yeah. by Barry Odom. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, was that okay? There was that other game though that they beat somebody, and the <laughs> announcer was like, "Texas is back, folks." Yeah, that was that uh, one. They beat Notre Dame and. Uh, then the narrator said, actually, they were not back. They were not anywhere near back, folks. And that was like a while ago. That was probably five, six seasons ago, and they're still not back. That was before they won the Super Bowl against uh, <laughs> yeah, Missouri. It might have been that and the same Texas, year. The Texas Bowl, I mean I, Super yeah, Bowl. I think it actually was. But they, they had been gone for a while for the announcer to have to s- proclaim that. Yeah, so that's true. They were gone for a while, and then they were back for one game. And then they were gone again. Yeah, they've been missing ever since. And still, somehow, they just get anybody they want. Not this time. Not, Not this time. with Ryan Wingo. No, Not happening. I don't care what the... I don't, I don't care what Steve Wiltfong says. I don't care about crystal balls. We were like literally just talking up well, with a Steve Wiltfong picking <laughs> what, on Mizzou you? on some other, some other player. Like, we only like crystal balls when it's Missouri. Because we know it's right then. If they actually picked Missouri, they're like, yeah. okay, well, I guess we have yeah. no other choice here. If to, We know for sure it's actually Missouri this time. Yeah. Well, Texas coming to the SEC. Hopefully they continue to suck. Surely. Coming to a better conference, better competition, they're not just going to randomly be better all of a sudden. I w- Why do they even need to go to the SEC? Like, they need more money? Yeah, it's like, yeah. That's a whole other angle with them joining the SEC is like, oh, you ran your conference that you basically had like single-handedly had all the control over. You ran that into the ground. Yeah, come on down. <laughs> Big brand. Welcome. Just means more. Well, we'll see, I guess. We don't play them next year. No. Maybe 2025. Maybe. We'll see. Okay, so I got to figure out how to wrap up the show here with this uh, control panel. So let me get my names. A uh, special thank you to our Patreon supporters at the $10 level and above. 
Britt Treese, Brian Smith, Ryan Demore, Tristan Ben Smith, Parker Daddy JD, Tim Keynes, Tyler Harsel, Brandon Groffalo, Brandon Hanks, Matthew Tilly, and Cooper Boyer. Thank you. That was a really long name. Thank you, gentlemen. You can find this podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We are on Twitter at Missouri Sports Pod, and you can email us at Missouri Sports Pod at gmail.com. And you can find our t shirts and stickers at our online shop, Missouri Sports Pod.bigcartel.com. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We will see you next week. After some commitments. Bye.